Now is the time to speak. Go. Oh. I'm going to need my like third wind to kick in. Really? And I got a lot of storytelling to do, so this is going to be like fucking rough. I know this is going to be a will heavy episode. Oh god. Florida, hmm. Provincetown. Well, <laughs> I feel like the depravity is about the same. I didn't get to witness any. I did see the dick doc in the daytime. Hmm. And I went, people really do that under there? Oh, um, that's right. I'm having a flashback. You told me about yeah. that. Yeah. And I was like, huh, choices get made. Hmm, but you didn't witness any uh, uh, fraudage? Not in the daytime. Oh, okay. There, it was family week, so it was a very chill vibe. They do that up there? Yeah. Wow. There are a lot of ally families and, mm-hmm. you know... Gays and lesbians. With if their I had to guess, children. it'd be seventy thirty ally families. Yeah, you know, seventy yeah. percent ally, thirty percent gay. I mean, the ally families did not go to Boy Beach, which fine, good. Well, I would think, you know, and I mean this with with not a grain of venom. I would think that the gays that are going up to P Town for the summer, I don't think they're looking forward to Family Week. No, no, nor no. do they want the allies. No, there. everyone was just like, yeah, they were like, it's a little quiet. So mm-hmm. like bars were shutting down a little earlier than usual. So like, I arrive at the ass end of a very long travel day getting up at six in the morning yes to go to work and then go oh fuck i gotta go and then i I just had flashbacks to like going to europe and working at eight in the morning until around one and going fuck i gotta go i have to go be on a plane um it was it was very much that of like i have to leave now otherwise i'm never arriving um that's always a tough thing to do to yourself i i know that you know when you schedule things like a month out or more you're like, yeah, it'll be fine. And then day of, it's never fine. It's a nightmare. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I got to go. Yeah, when I came back from Vegas, I took an unannounced day off because I thought, oh, I'll just come back and work the next day. No, it won't you don't be that, want that, to. that no. big of a deal. But no. No. Nope. Not the move. Uh uh-uh. uh. I, I always make that terrible decision. I think last time I had a comp- like full conference call in the morning and then was like, I just landed, but I look crazy. You ready to do this? I'm gonna go close now. Like it was not great. No, um, it's never great. The thing is, I always think like, well, I'll just save a vacation day by just toughing, toughing through one. But what am I really saving it for? You know, you only go on vacation a couple times a year. It's not like it's going towards anything else. I think at this point, like, I could do that in my youth. Yeah. Now I'm like, I'm just tired. I just sat for like seven to six hours. You know, too long. Sun fucked out of my mind. Oh yeah. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh. No, I had a I had a night last night that for no reason I wasn't drinking much uh <laughs> but Ooh. i was waking up every five minutes i was just having like an old man night oh yeah and it sucked it literally happened all night and you know i can't even b- barely do this podcast right now oh yeah let I, alone go to work i am yet i'm doing both so psychotically tired right now yeah. um yeah i mean p-town's wonderful i would like to go back for longer than 36 hours it was gorgeous is it pretty there oh, i actually yeah. don't really know what it looks like to tell you the truth i mean it's all just on sand so everything is just on sand like con- uh, so the hills are real which when you're riding a bike you're like fuck i thought this was flat oh oopsies yeah so it's on it's... a rental bike you're like oh i'm gonna die oh okay you didn't get the you didn't spring for the electrically assisted bikes well like i was borrowing all the animals in this city i was they likened it to an episode of housewives and i was a featured guest of oh i see yeah yeah, yeah. oh that's that's nice that's a nice thing to be yeah you want to be the friend on a bravo show you, you know friend of well i want to go for a recurring role to go you know have a full week yeah you know 
Um, oh, wow. You're going to become a cast member next year. So hopefully, you, you yeah. appeared on your first episode this of Summer was, House. This was my first episode. Yeah. And hopefully you went over well with the audience. And next I, time you'll I be back. I think so. You know, I'm fun. I, I do a jello shot as soon as I walk in the door. Mm, did Blackout Billy come out? Did Absolutely he throw a not. drink at anyone? No, no, no. You're no, not no. going to get invited back by the producers. I, well, no. The, the producers <laughs> were fine. Because um, I, what did? Blackout I, Billy's in jail right now. I feel like he hasn't come out since the last time. He's not going to come out. He's in forever jail. <laughs> That's good. Know. That's good. Uh, I mean, I was like tired drunk, which is like, oops, fumbly wumbly. You know, when you're like, ooh. Oh, that's fine. I'm like, oop, got to jostle the wine glass. Oh, I got a little on me. Oh, no. Oh, that's just fun. That's just comic. Yeah. It was like, oopsies. A little rubber bandish is nice, but you don't want to forget. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's when you start no, tearing I... down shower curtains and comically banging your head into falling doors. into things yeah no. <laughs> i want to do a remake of that of that madman uh the the floor waxing commercial oh, of the little boy in jail but it's blackout billy i mean it's just me 30 <laughs> yeah. 30 x years old yeah um let me out <laughs> no fuck you you only cause a ruckus um yeah, I don't know. It was fine. I mean, when you're wandering at night, you get to see all the beautiful galleries. Did I make a purchase? Yes, I did. Did you actually? Are you going to show it to me? Oh, shit. Oh, wow. That's so much tinier than well, it that's, appeared in well, the that's, picture. Well, that's... No, because it's a print. Oh, okay. I was not, a, I was not about to spend $300 on a 6 by 6 inch painting that I could do in... 20 minutes you yeah. know you compared that to one of our uh, i should just say for the listener this is a very simplistic uh painting of a house um yeah. against like a really stark black and white horizon line and you know it's just blocky shapes the horizon line cuts the roof line which yes. i thought was like a smart like looks kind of like an albers study but they tacked some windows on there yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. so y- you were comparing it to a former professor's work a, a different one was just like flat on a horizon gray sky and i was like Whoa. But I'm reminded of uh, Peter Halley a little bit. Yeah. I feel like early Peter Halley's are that, you know, maybe minus couple windows. Pretty much. It's a cell. You it's know. pretty nice. Yeah. It's a nice thing. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to buy a real painting. 300 bucks. How much was the uh, that was 55. postcard? Oh, okay. okay. The postcards, you could have just bought postcards. I probably should have just done that for 10 bucks. But, you know, whatever. Um, it's fine. Hey, support, support that local art scene. That's they were really good. nice. They're like, oh, are you an artist? I was like, yeah. Oh, painter? And I was like, yeah, I'm a painter. You know, like, this is why I'm in here. I'm like, oh, do you sell your work? And I was like, no, because I live in New York and we don't do that. We just spend <laughs> money frivolously. Um, yeah, we just go into insane debt and then eat, pref- uh, eat prefix meals we can't afford. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and mm. wonder... Wonder why. Yeah. Wonder why our <laughs> that's, situation. That's the so, whole point. That's yeah. what you went into debt for is to wonder. Is to wonder, huh, why am I like this? I mean, I was having the, th- the thought, like, you know, and I kind of snapped out of it. I was like, you know what? Why would you judge someone doing that? Like, the studio is in the place where they sell it. Like, his studio's tiny. Like, it's like a ring of, like, table ring um, in a, like, 8 by 8 8 by 10 yeah. kind of thing, but open air. Like, his wife sells the work, talks to the people. Like, you live in paradise, and you're just painting all day. Like, you're living the good life. Absolutely. And you're making a shitload of money. Like, there is, like, part of me is, like, we need to destigmatize that, you know, a little bit of, like, you know what? Living life is probably better than becoming a hardened, jade, jade piece of shit, right? Yeah. That doesn't sell anything and whatever. Sure. You know? Enjoy yourself. 
But at the same time, it's like, are you making anything of worth? I mean, I don't know. I found worth in it because I was like, this has a lot of things going on, but are they inherently there? I don't know. Well, how do you qualify worth? You know what yeah. I mean? I think for that person, it's got all the worth that it needs to have, yeah. as it does for their audience, which is the ultimate form of success. Yeah. The only reason everybody here you know, feels bad for themselves is they want to be validated by like chomo billionaires, yeah. and they don't get that. And th- there's something so bankrupt about that when you think about being upset at somebody else for like aiming Who's a little actually lower living and achieving it and living their best life. Yeah, like come on, like they're doing it, you know. Yeah, you know, I used to feel like, uh, you know, Re does a lot of like sales of her work on Instagram all the time, and mm-hmm. she sells stuff all the time. Yeah, and it's like I just need money, you know. Yeah, and you know that's great. Your work gets a home, like everybody's happy. Yeah, there's no, there's no reason to, you know, she's got like literal fans that she yeah. doesn't know that buy paintings from her all the time. That's the greatest like feeling that's great. in the world. Yeah, the fuck. You know, yeah. You don't no have to store to it. You get money for it. Yeah. Fuck. It's fucking great. I know. I mean, like it, that's the thing. It's like, I think people that are quote unquote fine artists or whatever feel defensive about it because you would have to like, I, I don't know, in some way like soften the edges of your work or something to make it palatable. Like, my work is just simply not decorative. Do you know what I mean? It kind of is though. Sometimes it yeah. can be, but it's like you know, very few people want a painting of Thomas Jefferson or whatever. Actually, that's not true. That's it's not just true. that I yeah. don't market myself to to the right audience. It's like right. World War II dads would like my work. Yeah. So I should just market it to them somehow. Yeah. But there is no institution that helps and abates that, yeah, abates yeah. that process. But at the same time, there's no institutions that help a seascape painter in Provincetown. They just do it themselves. Yeah. And that's nice. That's great. It's always been that way. Yeah. And it was like, you know, it's it's not like, you know, Tennessee Williams writing like, you know, cat on a hot tin roof. It's not like, you know, the grandest achievement, but it it is an achievement though to be like you have a successful business, the rent yes. is not cheap in a beachside town, you get to again live in paradise. Granted, you're a heterosexual and homosexual Valhalla. So I don't know how that makes you feel, but you know, hmm. I don't really care. Was his studio in a closet perhaps? No, 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 it was oh. open air. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there was also like paintings giant paintings of like boats that were reflected in water on still horizon i was like this is some uncanny valley shit like these are like good as like tropes sure and i was like you know what a lot of you know quote-unquote real art is just real good tropes of course like i mean how off is it you know another thing that just adds to the nonsense that is like the um, money laundering art art world the higher echelons of the art world is that have the time that shit yeah that shit is nothing more than tropes being repeated in the form of a commodity with like an arbitrary value yeah. tacked onto it i mean it, it's like if, if i'm looking at your print right now like if you just put that um the real painting on on like one giant wall at david swerner and said that it was important you have like a raul, raul de kaiser maureen gallus situation and yeah, like how, everyone would buy it yeah how they'd, would, they'd look at it and talk about ellsworth kelly instead of talking about provincetown yeah. and it's like that's all it really is is just a shifting of terms yeah it's nothing how different is work. it than a maureen gallus yeah. that's the part that i was like these are just like flatter which means i like them more no i mean maureen you know? maureen gallus could have had a very successful career like selling paintings in in a seaside shack but she was just like no i think they should be three hundred thousand dollars yeah you know i want my paintings to be the value of a house correct do you remember i, I think it was actually mentioned in that gagosian article but there's there's a, a famous thing where gerhard richter was like going through his new show because he's like retiring from painting or whatever and he's like i like this painting but it shouldn't be the same price as a house like, that's just wrong. 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> and but like, is he, he's in a position to say that. But is he but... not selling it for that? No, of course he is. Just fuck off. Yeah, 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 whatever. He's got a fucking institution to run that is Gerhard Richter TM, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, the there was a, a and thing. And I mean, my God, look at what he makes. That last show was miserable outside of certain of the... See it. Really? Oops. Outside of certain of the later paintings on canvas that are... They're just squeegee paintings, though, let's be honest. Some of them man. are hot. Some of them are not. Yeah. But, like, he just makes, like, digital prints of, like, watercolors. Yeah, and whatever, it's like, yeah. oh. dude, you're just staining a piece of paper with watercolor and then doing the boomer thing of I discovered computer. Oh, never now, let them discover and, computer. And you made 3,000 of them, and people are like, ooh, it's such... We can get like, one now. It's like it's not interesting. No, I mean I. If you put Monet on it in like Helvetica, they would sell it at a regional museum in the shop. Yeah, and lots of people would buy it and like you know put a stamp on it and send it back to Nebraska, saying hello from the Boston Museum of Fine Arts or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. what it, that's what it actually is. Yeah. So, anyway. I mean. I'm glad that you got softened a little bit. I got by softened your a little and then I hardened back up as soon as I hit, you know, within hmm. Yonkers, you know. And I was like, Ugh, maybe I'm wrong about it. But <laughs> I mean but I was also there's like something like there's a is there like a psychic EMP around New York that's just like Yeah, you see City Field <laughs> in the distance and you're like, motherfucker. <laughs> um but I was also like, you know, you do have to think about like, you know, again part of the aging thing of like, you know, think about your overhead. How how long can you do an overhead and make it worthwhile? And I was like, you know, maybe if this guy can do this in this, you know, eight by ten little thing, why can't you do a thing for no money? Right. In a smaller like you don't need like to keep the dream alive in some like beautiful light filled shack of your own in maspeth you know that's eventually going to be an amazon warehouse yeah, it like depends i don't how much you want that or not yeah exactly well it's buying the mystique more than the reality of the situation the material fact of the matter of like you don't need that hmm. you know yeah yeah i agree with that but i also just think there's a psychic component to it that's like you're just done comparing yourself to other people i don't even think it really has to do that much with the material thing like i like i for example i saw a post today on the red scare pod subreddit that was a real whiny, complainy post of somebody in their mid thirties that had like gone to film school or whatever, and was like, it was almost identical to my life in a in a certain sense. They were like, I'm sixty k in debt, you know, I spend all this money on my art, I'm like listless in my life, I don't know where anything is going or what I'm doing, like, and it concluded with nobody should ever go into the arts, and it was like, no, that's not that's not the right thing. No, we should fund what... it or make it free to do it. Uh, you, to, well, maybe to learn about it. That's a separate thing, though. Yeah. I just think that, like, for that person, the wrong takeaway is to prescribe to anybody else what they should or shouldn't be doing. Right. The the takeaway is you're not satisfied with this, and it's okay if you want to give it up. Like, you didn't need to post this. Yeah. And no one's keep judging that, you if you if you decide this isn't for you anymore. Yeah. Like, getting all pathetic, like, oh, I'm 35, I can never change anything. It's like you have the power to change, it, reframe it for yourself. Of course. Good I, God. You know. I, I, yeah, the, the the pathetic malaise of Americans, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. I think our comf- comfort makes people upset. I mean, how much more comfortable are we going to be when everything's, you know, 102 degrees in the ocean in Florida? Like, well, well, hey, we're getting kind of an Indian spring right now. The weather right <laughs> now is fucking beautiful. And the, you know, yeah, all week it's I'm like, hey, if, if summer's like this, who needs that's Los fine. Angeles? You yeah. know? Oh, no. Without the earthquakes, it's great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I had that little realization. That, that might have been, you know, the jello shot and a glass of wine working on me. Whatever you got to do, material you know, circumstances. You know, and, the, you know, you, you add those two in an outdoor shower at night under the stars, and you're like, I love beach life. You know? Oh, it's yeah. It's great. I don't know. Oh, my God. An outdoor shower and some stars? I mean, 
That's great. Yeah, that's the best. It was fantastic. Can you really see a lot of stars in P-Town? I would yeah. think that Boston would put the kibosh on that. They're in the middle no. of the fucking ocean. Mm, okay, okay. That's nice. It's not bad. That's great. I've always wanted to go on a boat in the middle of the ocean just for stars. Uh, like ocean. way far from Ocean's shore. a scary place. Like Pacific Ocean. Uh, like a thousand miles from the nearest oh, thing. No, I want to see what that looks like. Yeah. No, that is scary. Yeah, yeah. No. That's how you get the uh, the doldrums. That's the, the doldrums? Is that what you mean? I thought the doldrums were like being depressed because nothing's going on well that's being at sea when there's no wind and you're on a sailboat Mm. and you're just Uh. like rocking and there's nothing and you're just waiting and you're like going crazy um is that like a scene from the odyssey no oh okay i don't know i'm sorry sailor lore i have ancient greece on the brain oh why because i'm talking about p-town you just think about dudes going at it well you know what you don't Read me to filth like that, probably. <laughs> God damn. You read about Sparta and Athens for a week, and then, you know, the first I mean, mention of Provincetown, you're you're right back there. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of spearing going on. That's absolutely true. I did read about an elite regiment of Thebans, I believe they were, that it was their, their elite soldiers were uh, 150 pairs of male lovers. Yeah, you want you want to get shit done? Send the gays. Yeah. And they they did it. They fucked people up. Yeah. Their general was an incredible leader. He he invented an innovative uh, maneuvering tactic on the hoplite battlefield. Well, it's like, find a buddy, wink. <laughs> it, well, I, ironically, it was like, hey, just come in from the back. <laughs> I wonder how they knew that. Skilled, skilled, <laughs> skilled, skilled. Um, Pull a flanking maneuver. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's It's a wonder. I mean, like I said, wonderful place. Boy Beach was fun. I did nude. What does Boy Beach mean? What is Nude that? Beach. Oh, okay. You did that? I did it. Well, wow. I was shy around, like, you know, friends of. And sure. then once they were like, we're fucking baked. We got to go. I was like, fine. Was it I'll all it. boys there? Was there any women there? There were. There was one lady who looked like, you know, a piece of leather mm. who was in a uh, an inner tube just going, woo, like oh, in okay. the waves. Yeah. And I was like, she's living her best life. She's fine. But, you know. It was fine. There was just like a lot of like leather, old leather people mm-hmm. at, as, you know, as beach towns are wont to have. They're just, you know, hanging dong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That that, that seems, uh, that seems scary to me. Oh, I don't know I, how I feel about nude beach. I don't think I would do it like almost under any circumstances. I did it when I felt safe, you know, like I was like, I don't want to, these are your friends. They're not, you know, yeah. not there yet with them to be like, hello, this is my penis. Do, well, do people make comments about each other's hoses and stuff? No, it, no it's no, not no. that. Kind you just of don't thing. regard. You don't regard. Yeah. It. I think that's the protocol. Like, I'm going to eat beach. a sandwich and not look anywhere to my left or right. Hmm. Okay. What if you're eating a hot dog? Then do you don't look do it, to your don't left? Don't do it and... suggestively because then <laughs> the boys are going to come running. Um, but yeah, no, it was like, oh, but being in the water and you're like, oh, I was going to say, nice. you're just like, wee. You got to swim like that too. That's the oh, best. that's great. Naked swimming rules. That's what I was like. I'll do it in the water and just throw the like speedo on my neck. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's how like, it begins. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm fine by the end of it. And then you emerge from the sea under Poseidon's grace. Yeah. Hose out. I just, I mean, I also took an edible and was like, okay, fine. Now I'm relaxed. <laughs> you know, it hit and I was like, oh, whatever. There's no chance of the, the trident springing up. When yeah. You're relaxed no. From no. an edible. Yeah. Were you fun. worried about that at all? What? Were you worried about getting an erection at all from all the attractive men? No, because I wasn't looking at 
Man. You just literally weren't looking. I was reading. How a... do you not look? I mean, I would look a little bit. I was reading a book. Okay. You were just doing normal beach stuff. I was a little stoned, so I was like, reading a book is really hard. You got to concentrate a that, lot. Yeah, that's true. Stoned um, reading, not great. I was like, ooh, this paragraph. We're not getting very far. You know. Yeah. And I'm just like, eh. again, grandpa leather people. I'm like, I'm not really looking for that. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's true. It's not attractive, you know. Well, I mean, they, were they attracted to you guys because you were a bunch of uh, spry young fellows? Apparently, when I was walking back, there were dudes looking. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. I don't know. Well, that's I, nice. That's got to be a good attention. feeling. That's the gym paying off. It's been, what, a year and a half? and I was like, huh? Getting happened? looks from some leather daddies on the beach seems like largely the point. Yeah, but I don't care. I'm like, whatever, okay. <laughs> and not having to care anymore because you're so jacked. It just doesn't even occur to you. I don't give, yeah, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, the burn is so fucking real. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a nice base tan in Vegas. I, I was able to go to the beach with minimal sunscreen the other day, and I feel great. Oh. I, f- I forget to apply on the walk to beach. You know, like here, oh. if you go to uh, Tilden, you have like a mile, you know, half mile walk. When it's a full mile oops yeah i have a tank top line I'm oh. like, ooh, i have a white trash lawnmower line well the line is semi unavoidable but i think the uh fair skin is really more the problem that's a problem for you uh scots irish up there you mountain people. oh no it's fine that every nothing else burnt yeah okay i was like eh, all right spf 30 it works mm, mm-hmm. um yeah i think this is the tannest i've ever been uh, well, not ever. No. Definitely not ever. But the tannest in a long time. Yeah. Where I've got the base down and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm good to coast for the rest of the summer. Although the other day is probably the last time I will go to the beach all summer, if we're being honest here. I'm not a big beach guy, you know. I don't seek it out on my own. Why? It's so nice. I have I have stuff to do, you know. Yeah. That stuff could involve nothing. Well, and here's the bigger problem. I don't have weekdays off. Oh, yeah. And I'm not big on going to the beach on it weekends. Suck. I mean, Although, if you go Sunday morning early, it's fine. I went to Brighton Beach on a Saturday. It actually was not bad. Russians I, putting out cigarettes in the sand? That kind of ruled. I got to tell I you. I hate that, so that's me. You know. I got to tell you, going to Brighton Beach made me very happy because Fort Tilden is just so rotten with hipsters and you know people like me yeah. that I've grown to resent it. I don't want to see them. It go, It's fine in the quiet, but it wh- is. on the weekend you're like, Oh, it's the worst. It's like this was supposed to always be quiet, even on the weekends, but everybody told everybody. Well, also, the Reese part, like the gay part got pushed down, so everything got pushed yeah, down. So, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, fuck. I just don't like it. I don't want to hang out with a bunch of 20 and 30-something uh, transplants, you know, from Brooklyn. It sucks. I don't like it. I did yeah. like going to Brighton Beach and getting to hang out with all the working and middle-class immigrants. Mm. That was a lot of fun because, A, yes, they just smoke on the beach like it's nobody's business. It doesn't matter whether it says no smoking or not. We're smoking. Oh, yeah. And there's something so casual about it that you'll never get from an American. Like an American smoking on the beach is either like being flagrant and making a point about it. Yeah. Or they're like tepid about it and afraid that the horse cops are going to come and like yell right. at them. Yeah, yeah. And n- that energy is bad. The energy of like a middle-aged Russian woman just chiefing sig after sig She's gonna too. So nonchalant that it was making me so happy. There was a group of Russians next to us that I kept wanting to photograph them because I had my film camera with me. Mm. They looked like one of those Eric Fischel 
paintings of like all the nude celebs in the Hamptons or whatever. Mm-hmm. And his are like artificial, right? Like he stages those yeah, in, yeah. in photographs and then puts them together in the studio. This was a group of middle-aged Russian folks that just like looked like that. Yeah. And the way they were standing was just old master scenes after old master scene. The that... Europeans know how to smoke in a way that's not disgusting. And they just know how to chill, you know? It's like men lounging in like a very Dionysian way, like yeah. literally practically eating grapes, but it's like a hard seltzer or whatever. Yeah. There was just something so nice about it and the way they were enjoying themselves just gave off good vibes. I really loved that. All mm. the Russians were like that. And then my favorite my favorite couple of the day was a Chinese couple that I could tell I think were pretty recent immigrants because they weren't really speaking English to anybody and they were only with each other. I'm sure they speak English to some degree, but it was they were very Chinese, is yeah. what I'm getting at. And they were like a little bit older. The guy was wearing American flag speedo. He was American he was American fuck yeah. And the the woman clearly couldn't swim. But she had a classic donut style floaty. Oh. And every time she was out in the water, she'd go out to like past where she could touch. And I could just tell by her energy. She was like kicking her little toesies and was like, this rules. Yeah. And they were both just like, it made me fucking proud of America. I was like, this okay. country. That's a bit much. I'm but... telling you, I was like, this country rules. There's a bunch of immigrants here that are just like, this is so much better than communist China. This is so much better than Eastern peasant bullshit. Russia. Yeah, yeah. Like, we rule, this rules, we're doing whatever the we Russians want. The Russians are probably oligarchs. Probably. You know. Yeah, who knows? Or they're running from them. I don't know. Or they mafia. all came here after the collapse of the Soviet Union. They're, it's right, up to yeah. them, whatever yeah. they're doing. But everyone was just go along, get along. There was no pretension there. Not a hipster in sight, you know? Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. I loved it. I felt like an interloper there, but, mm-hmm. like, nobody... Nobody made me feel that way. Yeah. It was just this self-recognition of like, oh, this is the beach for the real folks. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, similar on Boy Beach where you're like, oh, there's no annoying straight people doing like, babe, yes. can you put some sunscreen on my back? Uh, like, oh, we should put on, let's put on like some tunes. I want to listen to Taylor Swift. Fuck you. There was not a single, when I tell you, not a single Bluetooth speaker. Damn, that's awesome. There was people having sandwiches, ass out, getting tan, maybe getting a hand job in the dunes. You know what? Honestly, I'd prefer that. Hand job in the dunes, title of ep. Sure. Um but no bluetooth, just s- umbrellas and just like it was great. I was like, "Oh, this is this is what it's like to be amongst your people." You oh, know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like, "Oh, I've got people, I've got my, my significant other turning the page on the Bluetooth thing because she was never like an active Bluetooth u- user, but was never really like upset by it. Oh, the fuck's but wrong? I am always upset by it. Yeah. And for most of it's our disgusting. day there, there was no Bluetooth speaker, Love at it. least not near us. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there was, but not yeah. that I could hear. You know, some couple pulls up next to us late in the afternoon and just starts blasting it. And it's like Enrique Iglesias. And then get this. It, you know, I mention it. Of course, I'm like, I'm not a fan of this Bluetooth speaker. And she's like, what are we going to do? We can't move. You know, the beach was filling up by this oh, hour. Yeah. It was like, we can't. If move. it's like two, you're like, well, we're fucked. And they're right behind us slash next to us. And I'm like, this sucks. I don't like this. Hard to read. And then I come back from the water at one point, And she's like, you're never going to believe this, but I'm starting to be on board with you. And I'm like, why? And she's like, it has ads. Yeah. She's like, are you kidding me? It's Spotify free they're every time. Spotify free with ads. So yeah. we're listening to like a pharmaceutical ad. 
yeah really loud while we're trying to read our book yeah it's like guys read the room come on i don't and then later they went in the water and left it on i would have turned it off and it's like i did want to go over there and like grab their phone and turn it off i'm like you were not you're not allowed nobody is listening no one wants it no one wants this no it's incredibly rude i mean i snored through the last time someone brought a full like amp to the beach and i was like whatever i'm too tired for this (laughs) you know if it's far enough away from me i can tolerate it but i'm like I'm really romantic about the beach, you know? I'm trying to, like, lay there and listen to the waves and look at the sky and hear the children I'm, or like, grounding... Hear the children. It's it's unavoidable Who's on a New York Who's the groomer beach. now? I, I don't wow. know about... I don't know about boys' beaches, but... Not a goddamn child for miles. Well, that's good. We, somebody should tell Ron DeSantis that so he lays off a little bit. Hmm. Anyway. All I mean is just, like, the normal sounds of the beach. No. Oh. People enjoying themselves, the sound of the waves, the wind... It's all very beautiful. I want to maybe hear a light pat of a volleyball in the distance. Exactly. There you go. Not your fucking pickleball. No. Or your spike ball. Can we talk about pickleball? Stop bringing shit to the goddamn... Anyway, yes. Why is this a thing now? Because people aren't athletic enough to do full tennis. Oh. It's like short. It's only like six feet on both sides. And you do it in double, so it's a great, like, group day. Oh, God. It seems really pointless. Is this what, like, the tech bros that work from home at Google do Uh in the park in Williamsburg or something? Like, I've never, like, seen it live, but I hear about it on memes all the time. The park by uh, McDougal Street on Houston has been, like, it is full tennis courts, but they, like, coordinate off for pickleball nights. Oh, I know what you're talking about. What park now? Oh, my God. Really? And it's just like guys in Fabletics or mm. in Lulu. Hey, listen, don't talk like... shit about Fabletics. I've been really enjoying my Fabletics where. Did you cancel it yet? Well, I canceled it a long time oh, ago, okay. but the four things that I ordered from them, I've been getting a lot of use out of them, and I think I might re my membership up. Re up your membership, you mean? Yeah. You said that all crazy. I um, did. It, it's going to pill. Just get ready for that. Well, that's. You're probably not you know. on your, like,. 10th wash yet no i'm not here's the thing i uh-huh. wore it like really uh hesitantly initially because mm-hmm. you made fun of me a lot yeah and then it kind of got put away mm-hmm. and and now that i'm not judged for my bad choices <laughs> oh. i wear it more and i've grown to really like it and i was like you know what i, I do like this there was one day i was i was in entire fabletics i had my uh fabletics joggers on and my fabletic uh t-shirt on and I felt great. I have to be honest. That's like wearing the band T-shirt to the concert. It, whose company is it again? Gwen Paltrow. Oh, it's not a Goop thing, is it? I thought it was like no. some celebrities. Was it Kate Hudson? Somebody own it. Yes, it's somebody's uh, grift. Yeah, I, it's some yeah. celebrity just extracting a little bit more money from the players. I don't know. Kevin Hart was advertising it, so I don't know what that means. Um, it's for short kings. Well, that makes me not want to wear it now. Mm-hmm. Whatever I got to do. I mean, you know. Um, I No, because the normal price of it is like $75 for a pair of shorts. I'm like, what the fuck kind of grift is this yeah, bullshit? Yeah, yeah, The normal price I would never pay. Insanity. Only on the deals. Also, just buy real clothes. Like, come on. Hmm. I don't know. It's too much work. Okay. Well. <laughs> you know, somebody it. asked me today, uh, a man shorter than me, he asked me how tall I was because I was able to reach up and take a screw out of the wall. Um, at an apparently absurd height. And I did 
I was very sheepish about it. I realized in retrospect, I said my real height, which is six foot one, and it. I like said it. You gave yourself an extra I was inch like, there. Six foot one? No, I am six one. Mm. I've been measured a couple of times. I always said I was six foot because uh, that's just the last time I got measured. The like last time I went to the doctor when I was. I don't need to know what you do in the bedroom. Eighteen years old. Well, <laughs> you know what? You apply a different. Uh, a different measurement and the numbers are close. Um, so you subtract three. <laughs> oh come on! So okay, no, got no, no, it. no, no, no. I'm not. It. I'm not a chode king. Let's what? cut it out right now. Okay, moving on. Anyways, uh, yeah, it just made me realize when you do have that extra inch, ladies. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, it it made you me can f- get a little ahead of everybody else. It made me feel bad saying it in a way that I didn't used to feel bad when I said six foot. That's, oh. That seems kind of neutral in a way, like you're not trying to boast. But when you say six foot one, people are like, oh, six foot one, okay. It made me I feel don't believe like... this to be true, but okay. It made me feel like I was saying I'm five and a half. You know, like when little kids just add... Oh, yeah, the, like... The, like an additional yeah. thing you're for no reason. You're not six three, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If I was six three, it's no big deal. Yeah, yeah. If we accept tall. If you're six foot, it's no big deal, mm-hmm. but six foot one feels weird. Feels weird to say that out loud. Just say six foot. I should just say that from yeah. now on. But it's not true though. It's a but lie. you're also just gangly. I cannot tell a lie. Yeah, exactly. I, just, I have I have a. You have no torso and it's all limbs. I have a lot of reach. Yes. Yeah. You know that. You know, do you ever play uh, Donkey Kong sixty four? A little bit. Yeah. Expansion pack. Yeah. You know Linky Kong. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's me. Purple coins, blue coins. Wow. Oh, Doing man. juggling. Walking on Man, I'm getting assigned a lot of like not great characters lately. Yeah, I think I told yeah. you last week I'm definitely a Ross from yeah, Friends, yeah. Uh-huh. which, by the way, I've been watching so much Friends. I cried at Friends. Well, let me clarify this. I no cr- one can see me blinking <laughs> in astonishment. I did cry at Friends very earnestly when Chandler okay. uh, proposes to Monica. Uh, but my new bit is... During emotional moments during Friends, I will make myself cry at Re, just as just for fun. I've learned that I can make myself cry, so I'll do it as a joke. Do it now. I can't do it right now. Do it, it now. Th- there, no, there does have to be a catalyst. So you can't make yourself cry. You, well, there has to be a you catalyst. You can amp up an emotion. The, exactly. Exactly. So imagine running over your favorite pet. I can't just imagine that. Okay. There has to be there has to be some stimuli that right, makes someone it get me a knife. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Like, I feel like I could get there, but it would take too long for the podcast. All I'm saying <sighs> Again, is, if I'm ladies. watching Friends, there is a kernel of a real emotion that normally I would suppress, but I can just let it go. And it's become very fun to me to watch Friends and cry. You shouldn't tell people that. <laughs> you should. Ke- That's one of those like secret things that you just keep to yourself you know well you know it doesn't it's not just friends well never mind now now i am now i am second guessing myself i don't think i am making myself cry so much as just letting myself cry yeah <laughs> which is sad and i should have kept it to myself will you edit minute 31 to absolutely minute not <laughs> no no i'm not doing that i'm not prescribing me more goddamn work yeah because i did watch Moneyball a few weeks ago and i wept I wept like a baby. I mean, that's a man cry movie if there ever was one, though. It's about baseball. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, yeah. and he, yeah, and he listens to the song at the end, and he gives up a lot of money for his daughter. Sure, 
I was I was crying really hard at Moneyball. Brad Pitt. And Ree goes, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "He gave up all that money to, to be with his daughter." She was just like, "He should." And I was like, "Well, I don't know. It was twelve million dollars. You could do a lot for your daughter with that." Yeah, absolutely. That ain't nothing. I think that's it was not, actually a giant mistake. That's kind of an oopsie. But it was really romantic. Oh, fuck that. No. Yeah. That's how I feel. You oh, gotta throw that shit into an index. Just because you love Murph, like who cares? I don't love Murph. Still haven't seen Oppenheimer nor Barbie. We're really missing a cultural moment here. It's in a already major fading. Way. I know it's already I know. gone. Mm. I, I might go see it. I have three days off, so I'm like, oh, I got time. Oh, that's nice. Wait, you have three days off starting now? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, I see. Yeah, I gave yeah, myself yeah. a three-day you're, weekend you're t- in my transitional period. Gap. Yeah. Um, yeah, good luck getting tickets. I mean, I keep looking I and I it's always too late. I think by now you probably can. Although, yeah. you know, your Barbie is doing better than Oppenheimer. No shit. I never would have guessed that. But it's way more popular. It's been a... An IP since 1950. What the... 75 years of Barbie. I guess, but I've heard really mixed things about that movie in terms of, like, a lot of kids were going the first week, and then it's not for kids. It's not a kid's movie, yeah. No, it's for adults to be like, did I like that? Do I have to see it again? A lot of people are doing that of, like, I don't know. I I wonder about this one. Yeah, it must be that, because I kept thinking, like, yeah, it's not kid-appropriate, and a lot of people took their kids the first weekend by mistake. Oops, yeah. And that accounts for a lot of the initial money. But it seems to be weekend over weekend continuing to do well. And it's like, if adults are really going back and seeing Barbie twice, I think they're doomed. Because, no, because it's a conflicting kind of thing. It's like, you know, when everyone in 2014 was like, oh my God, Francis Ha, so me. And then I watch it and I'm like, I can't even fucking finish this piece of shit. Mm. Like, I liked that movie. See, that you know, I mentioned last time that I don't hate Greta Gerwig. I might be interested in this movie just because it's one of hers. But that's based on Francis Ha alone, Francis I guess. Who wants to watch a fat girl dance? Whoa. All right. I'm just saying. Jeez, what happened to, like, the? it's fine to be a cottage painter in Pro- Provincetown? She the, also had no balance. The like, New York I EMP see some grace. just hit you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You get slapped in the face with queens, and it just wrecks your shit. <laughs> Red Scare Pod, give Will a call. <laughs> He's on your team for sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, we accept all bodies. We're, we're you know. Mm-hmm. We're a dove ad here. <laughs> I think we have hours of material. Proving otherwise. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> Oopsies. No, we don't body shame. Except not anymore. Not today. Meh. No, no, not today. We'll be good today. You were just on the you were just on the hot gay beach. You can't go from that to misogyny. I know. And then expect anybody to tolerate it. It's, I know. It doesn't seem ironic oh, when you do it that I know. Way. It's not good. Oh. <laughs> It's not good. Ugh. Hey, have you ever heard of uh, creme de voilette? Yeah. Have you had it? Um. Yeah. Yes. There is a. Fuck. I forgot. It's an aviation. Yes. Is that cocktail. the cocktail? I um, made that the other night. I had one at a place that does cocktails many, many moons ago in Ohio, and I was like. It's just purple drink. I don't need this. Give me a martini right now. First of all, I did not know that there was an entire genre of liqueurs, uh, liqueur de fleur or whatever, that are made from flowers. What do you think St. Germain is? I didn't know what St. Germain was. We have a bottle of St. Germain at home, and I use it very sparingly. Almost instead of bitters. 
Like oh, I don't have bitters. I think if you and if I want that kind of profile, I drop it into. I a think drink if you don't slowly want to make simple, you can use mm. elderflower instead because it is cloying. Yes, that is what it is. Now, uh, well, the cr- yeah. the creme de violette is violette. Violette. Yeah. Violette. Creme de violette. Uh, anyway. Not voilette. Creme de violet. Violet cream. Violet cream. The violet cream and the aviation were pretty good. Um, but it's not like a drink you ever want more than one of. I say that about a lot of things. No. But this is actually true. Drinking flowers is it, nice for yeah. like a second. I think it's a three gulp situation where you're like, I had enough. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's but I didn't you know. know. Yeah. This is like a, a, a now revived like style of drink from the 1900s that's kind of making a comeback oh paper planes are back everywhere and i'm like we need to not what kind of drink is that it's bourbon it's a bourbon amaro like hybrid in a way that like it's essentially manhattan-y but i like the americano where it's just vermouth and amaro without the bourbon that's very good because that's a tasty treat, low ABV. Absolutely. Too hot of a day. You don't want brown liquor. I've been doing a lot of Amaro research, and I did not realize how open of a category that is. Oh, it's huge. There are basically no rules in that, that category. That Bruto Alpine Mountain flavor. I really want to get my hands on an Alpine Amaro. That whole genre seems really very good. interesting to me. It's very herbal in a, a good way. I would like that. I like the medicinal ones, you know. I don't. The floral ones are okay. Don't love them. But the medicinal ones are very good. Yeah. I I had no idea, for example, that an Aperol is an Amaro. So is Campari. A little. The, no. Yes, it is. I mean, on, on, on the spectrum of Amaros, it goes from that sweet and light. It's in the, it's closer to an aperitif. To dark and, uh digestive i mean have you ever had chartreuse hard to get your hands on because the monks are taking a little break i believe that i have had it yes that shit slaps there are martinis made with that no you should not no uh no no okay it's too it would beat the shit out of a gin immediately um but like you have a really heavy meal and you're just like one neat pour of that and you're like woo you are awake it's like vix vape like if you could liquefy Vicks VapoRub, yeah, yeah, it's menthol. You're like, yeah. woo! Um, it ah, is, see, but it also okay. tastes like grass, like fresh cut grass. Yes. You're like, Whoa. See, the grassy flavor is what I remember. I am pretty yeah. sure I've had this before, but the really good for, really, really good for an old fashioned little spritzy spritz Ooh. of chartreuse in there, just to mm. give it a little woo. See, the menthol, I don't know about that so much, but I still want to get my hands on this. I, I've been trying to it's build a bar. Now, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. I've been doing a lot of research. To build the bar, you have to not drink the bar. I'm getting better at that. Mm. And uh, when you accumulate enough of these like obscure liqueurs and Amaros, there's no real real reason to drink. You, you know, you don't want to like have a spritz of violet cream. There's like no reason to have it unless you're going to make the specific cocktail that you can i think that's the kind of thing that you actually buy and make a batch cocktail and then serve it and then you never look at that ever again well exactly yeah yeah yeah. and there's a lot of things like this which i like to have around because part and parcel with my uh moving has been a renewed interest in cooking i've of course talked about the sushi and the and all of that but 
it just made me interested in all types of these things. So it's like if I'm going to have an evening cocktail and I'm just going to have one, I like to make a. I want to make something. Mm. I don't want to just have a tequila soda. That's become incredibly boring and defeats yeah. the point of like an evening cocktail where you're only having one. You want like yeah, a treat. Right, yeah. So I've been trying to build these things up and I've been buying all sorts of weird like vermouths and amaros. I have a gentian amaro. Have you ever heard of this? So many amaros are wine based, but this one is more wine based than other ones. It's almost the same as like, is a, it like chill- a port. No, it's it's got the uh, look and feel of a chilled red wine, but with a higher ABV and more spices mixed into it. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So there's a drink you can make with it that's like essentially a Negroni, but rather than Campari, you use this more purpley yeah, yeah. W- a wine Amaro, and it's really, really good. It goes really, really well with Mezcal. Like, you know, a Mezcal Negroni is a well-known thing, but... Actually, if you make it with Gentian Amaro instead of the Campari, it's a much better drink. That seems a little better. I I think people be putting Campari in the wrong things, but that's, you know, that's me. Well, that's what I'm saying. because I've learned this because I really like a Mezcal Negroni, or so I thought. But now I'm like, actually, no, that's a weird, fucked up... That's The, the profile's a little wrong. It's wrong, no. Because all you're tasting is smoke. Yes. Which you want to taste, but sweet you want smoke. something that complements it exactly. You don't want the sweetness. Yeah, I mean, fine if you're eating, like, barbecue. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's but that's, like, too much. That's rich. Oh, man, I missed my opportunity on eBay for a very high-quality knife. Um, I had my eyes on it for a while, and last night the auction ended, and I had gotten, like, a 10% off coupon from the seller. Sometimes they do that. If they mm-hmm. notice that you're watching it and haven't yet bought it, they'll throw you a bone at the end. Oh. And I didn't buy it. What I did not realize was that it was already on discount plus the 10%. When oh. they relisted the knife this morning, it was fully $100 more expensive now. And I was like, fuck. Now I got to hope nobody w- buys it and wait till the end again when they discount it. And or then just they throw it. me the watch bonus. Why don't you just do the thing of make an offer and just be like, hey. Maybe I should just make them the offer. Yeah. I, I, I haven't been hey, in sorry a... I missed it. I was out of make up a lie. My problem is normally I wouldn't bat an eye. This knife... After taxes and shipping and all that was a two hundred fifty bucks. Um, Used or new? New, mm-hmm. from Japan. Mm-hmm. It was recommended by Ben. I did a lot of research. It Can is you just buy one from an actual seller in New York. You cannot. The thing is, these things are limited runs, and oh. much like the Chartreuse, sometimes the knife maker takes a break. And right uh, now, the only available ones in the world are on eBay. Essentially, um, Ben told me this, and then I confirmed it. It is true. Um, part and parcel with this story is that I'm under a little bit of financial strain right now. I've had to use my credit card a lot because I got frauded. So I'm waiting for my new debit card to show up. You got frauded. Do you want to know Do how you, I got frauded? Yeah, where did you, where did it happen? So I was looking for this particular knife online, and I couldn't find it anywhere. I couldn't find it anywhere. I found a website that uh, looked very legitimate. And the deal was too good to be true, but I decided to roll the dice and say, they have one in stock, and it's this price. Um, The price, by the way, was $95. What the fuck is wrong with you? Given what this market is like makes no sense at all. Listen, this was like halfway through one day of research. I did much more research after this and realized this is a common scam. So the thing was, this website had the exact same name as a legitimate company, but it was .shop. The legitimate company is dot com. Didn't catch that. 
So immediately I realize when the transaction doesn't go through and I don't get a shipping confirmation, but it charged my card yeah. that something is amiss. So I try to email the company thinking it's the legitimate company, and I go, uh, I never received a shipping confirmation. I just checked out. Like, everything seemed fine. And they go, we have no record of your transaction. Because I'd found the dot com email. And I go, what? And they're like, oh, no. Like, I, you know, I put it together in that moment that the dot shop is not the right thing. So I just let it ride. And I'm like, well, maybe the dot shop is still legitimate. (laughs) This is dumb. I know. Maybe the dot shop is still legitimate. Lock the card immediately. I'll give it a day or two. Uh, by the end of the day, I get a text from Chase that's like a different transaction completely, not the one that I thought I made. That was like, did you order blah, blah, blah from somewhere in New Jersey? They're always frauding you in New Jersey. No shit. And, of course, I'm like, no. And it's a small tar- charge just testing the waters. And I'm like, yep. no, it's not me. So my card gets canceled. And, of course, that whole other knife transaction, gone, gone. too, because yeah, yeah. they can't use that card anymore. Um, So... Then I do some more research and I realize, you know, per Ben, that the only way to get one of these knives is on eBay, essentially. Like, everybody's out. And yes, if you see it for $95, there's tons and tons of knife scams. I ended up finding a knife forums where other people had encountered this exact situation <sighs> where legitimate businesses get co-opted with a different extension. For I mean, You make... are one of the grandmas seeing a Facebook ad yeah. with a logo poorly photoshopped onto... An AliExpress drop. Yes. And going, can I get the thing on the Facebook? And you're like, no. No. That's not real. If you get it, good luck. But also, when you're not happy, that's not my problem. Exactly. And I heard from some of these knife forums, too, that in rare cases, they'll actually send you a knife that's just a fake version of what you ordered. Some piece of shit from Amazon and run away. And then there's nothing you can do. If they actually get to the point where they sent you the product and you didn't read the details, you're yeah. fucked. Yeah, yeah. So luckily that didn't happen to me. But now I've had to use my credit card on a very expensive weekend because it was just birthday time. Oh. And I'm like, I have a massive credit card payment coming up because I'm not paying interest on all of this. Mm. So normally I wouldn't bat an eye at like 250 bucks or something, but that's one of the reasons I didn't pull the trigger on this eBay auction. I was like, I need to give it more time till I've paid my credit card off. Mm. And now it's $100 more, so we'll see. I've taught you nothing. Wow. I don't think we've ever really talked about this. Online shopping or shopping in general? Well, yeah, I mean, fair enough. I don't really listen when you talk about shopping. We also have hours of this podcast that can attest to that. Yeah, girls and Oh, gays. where's Chris been for the last 15 minutes? I don't know. Will's talking about Zoomers fashion choices. Yeah. Girls and gays know what they're talk know what they're doing when you have to tap tippy tap those uh, little little things in. Yeah, um, I felt embarrassed about it. I've been harboring that secret. Well, till now. Now it's now it's out. Yeah, you're owning it. And now everyone will know if they want to scam me. It's pretty easy. Yeah, Instagram ads are pretty cheap. Maybe I'll just like make some targeted ones for just for you. So when I'm, you're on Instagram here, I'll be like, <laughs> an Instagram ad I would trust. I started getting Instagram ads for New York bartender school because I was doing so much Amaro research. And then I found out Ulrika actually did that. You can make a lot of money. Yeah, sure. She never practiced as a bartender, but she did go to school for it yeah. at one point. 
I mean, the test is really just like, can you pour without like spillage? And do you know what the length of a pour is? See, I'm not interested in any of that. I would like to go to like a mixology class or something. I've been looking at these like type of classes because there's sushi making classes and stuff. And I'm just like, you know, are you 45 and retired? I'm getting there. I'm closer to 45 than not, man. God damn. You know, I'm not close to being retired, though. That's the thing. But these classes, they do seem kind of helpful at a certain point because, like, I'm interested in this on my own, and there's only so much online about doing this stuff. There's plenty of YouTube videos and forums, and you can figure it out. But it would be really helpful to have an in-person instructor that could tell you, like, oh, this little thing is fucking up your whole system here, and you don't even know it, you know? Part of it is if you're making things at home, that you have never had out in the wild by someone who knows what they're doing, you will never be able to replicate the right thing. This is where consumption and going out and, you know, trying a little bit of everything is, you know, helpful. When you're like, eh. Yeah, but for me, it's not about replicating anything. I think people get this wrong about, like... But at least you get to see the steps in the process and the, you know, if you're paying attention to the bartender. Well, if you're paying attention to the bartender, which I'm not. Like, if you, yeah, if you go to, like, Dutch Kills and you're, like, sitting at the bar, you get to watch the magic happen. I need to be in a zone where I'm paying to do that. When I'm at the bar, I'm paying to have the drink, not watch it be prepared. Depends on the place. You know, Uh, maybe I'll change my uh, approach in the future. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I need a situation where I can concentrate on that facet of the experience rather than be in a multi-sensory environment and have to isolate that facet of the experience. I want that part of it isolated for me uh, via my money because I'm a consumer and that's how we do it. <sighs> but also, no, seriously, I think I learn better in an environment where you're, you know, you're able to focus. The bar is not that place. And you can learn some. Grant, yeah. You know, when I go out for omakase, I watch them. I do watch them. But there's only so much you can learn because the restaurant environment is not the same as making it at home because they do a lot of pre-preparing things, which you don't get to see. How'd you do the rice, you know? I do get to see how you put it in your hand. And yeah, sure, I can, like, fuck with that. But, like, if my rice is wrong, it doesn't matter how much, like, technique of watching the chef you have. And so many things just come down to quality of ingredients. That's what I mean by not yeah, wanting yeah. to replicate anything. It's like, of course, you can't really do that. Yeah. It's more about trying to understand. With liquor, you can't. I mean, with liquor, you yeah, can't, it's sure. That difficult. It's more about trying to understand the craft of it, you know. And I think, especially, a bartender's kind of a good example. It's like, yeah, they have an intuitive grasp of, like, proportions and stuff that you could sort of eyeball. But it would be nice to know, like, hey, this particular drink, I did it this way for this reason. Do like, you have I multiple strainers? Kn- I want to know their reason. Do you have a Boston shaker? We have a shaker. Is a Boston shaker different from a regular one? You know, the thing with the little wire strainer? No, not the wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually helps. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things like that to know. I've learned this about sushi. I mean, my God, the knife I'm talking about is the one knife that I can get at a price level that I can barely afford that I can do most of the things I need to do with. In reality, I actually need four knives around that price. Yeah, well... And but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get the like all-purpose good one. The chef's knife of the this. Version, one, the, yeah. the thing is, this one is only for sushi. But there's there's blades with uh, what do they call it? Like the the uh, angle of the edge goes up both sides. Yeah. Technically, I only want one edge. When you're slicing right, fish yeah. for presentation, you only want one sharp beveled side. 
But then it's really only limited to that application. This right, knife yeah. is that knife, but with two sides. Oh, that's so that fine, if I want to cut other things for other reasons, well, so you you're not going to fuck the knife up. You could also just get a good sharp knife. No, you you need a long blade for this. The yeah, wh- what I'm talking knife. about right now is a sujihiki. Um, the what did you call me? the blade length on it is like over ten inches long, so it's not. A chef's knife. You can't use a chef's knife because you don't have, with a typical, uh, you need the long stroke of the, Western the style yeah. uh, chopping knife. It, it, no matter how sharp it is, you yeah you a don't chef's have knife the is eight inches. You, you need. need the extra length. Like yes. it's a much swoopier kind of. It's a it's a you know angle less high knife that is very long. Yeah, and yes, you need to be able to do things in one cut. So this knife isn't even good for chopping vegetables and stuff. I do want to buy. A fancy knife for doing that, um, which I think I can get too, but that's around the same price. And then you have to learn how to take care of them. Then you have to learn how to sharpen them. Yeah, you need a whetstone. You need all that stuff. You need the right cutting board, actually. If your cutting board is too small, there's no point in getting the long, nice knife. There's all sorts of little facets. And I'm sure it's the same with uh, cocktail making. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think there's a billion pieces of glassware to my right? But again, you kind of need somebody to explain that to you, or at least I do, mm. because I can go somewhere and observe what somebody's doing, but, y- you know, you take it for granted that you're going to have all the tools they have, and there's no way to really perceive <sighs> what you're lacking without explanation, necessarily. Sometimes there is. And then say even, you know, this happens to amateur people in all sorts of things all the time. You get all the right equipment and you start really nerding out on that. But then, like, if you don't have the sensitivity of the technique or you have some of it, but on enough of it, you're not going to make that last. You I know. feel like this is approaching encaustic territory for you, though. Well, exactly. It's, yeah. it's the last mile problem. Have you ever heard of this? No. This is a thing in, like, logistics all the time that, like, it's actually really easy to to transport something 3,000 miles, but the most expensive part of that is the last mile. Yeah, because it's the most exacting and complicated. You can can almost automate every single other process and put that on rails, and it's not a big deal, but you still need a guy in a truck to take it to a place and pull it up to a loading dock, and it's expensive to do that. I think that's the same in, like... You know, that's just a powers of 10 thing. You can zoom into any particular social situation or crafts or whatever. And that last little bit, unless you're a very perceptive, very smart person, like you're never going to self-actualize the last mile. You need some help with it. Yeah, yeah, You know, it's the same in painting, too. I mean, that's, you know, without going to art school, you can get pretty good. But I really, but, uh, you know, to circle it back to like the cottage painter i do i mean i'm not saying that person didn't go to art school but there's that last little bit between just being a trope and being a clever enough trope yeah that it does take like some guidance to get there i think and some will and desire to do it yeah a lot of people are fine with making sushi at home that's just like i make the rolls in the in the little bamboo mat and that's fine have you ever so uh blue ribbon has a make like if you go the on chicken place, what? It's the su- it was sushi first. Oh, okay. <sighs> so much learned. Blue Ribbon. Uh, if you order on Gold Belly, they have like a build your own sushi thing, where everything is kind of pre-cut, and pre- you know you, everything is there, so you can kind of do the thing of like feeling what the actual thickness is, like and have the tactile experience versus just like shoving it in your mouth when it's you know yeah laid out for you. That might be useful, like as a oh that. 
you know you can you can get a ruler out and like be like oh that's the thickness like because it's all like done by the prep chefs sure and just packaged up no that might be really useful yeah the the thing and then is you can though, actually like play with it and it's done you know you have the right tools yeah to practice on and then you don't have to be like well Oh, yeah. I mean, the the thing is, though, uh, about sushi in particular that I have learned is that none of the technical aspects of it in terms of the fish and then, like, presenting it are really that difficult. Uh, Having the wrong tools is a major impediment to presentation. That's for sure. But, like, knowing the thickness and stuff, that's all down to just tasting it and how you want it. Like, I already can do some of that. Yeah. Um, The thing that is hard is... The rice. Everybody says that. Yeah. Dialing that in is incredibly hard. Um, and if you fuck that up, there's no point really in doing anything else. Everything else is calibrated towards that. And then the, and then the second hardest thing is... Why not th- just get real bloated and eat a bunch of different spice, different seasoned rice? Well, I do do that. I mean, I've made the rice differently so far every time that I prepare it. And I take mental and literal notes on what I did differently and how to get it close. And I've gotten it pretty good. Like my my rice is actually not bad, I don't think, for an amateur. I think you'd be impressed by it honestly. But the second hardest thing too is then the preparation of the fish meaning like the uh curing and salting stages and amounts and things like that. Cuz you can follow recipes and all of that and it'll come out good, but you're like this could be better, but like where do I adjust it? And I can right. t- and I can taste it and go, "Okay, it needs more acid or whatever, this what or that." What brand of salt are you using? Exactly. But you get down to no, that. that's a real question. I'm just using the Trader Joe's salt usually. I don't have... Um, Diamond. Kosher. Very much finishing salt either, oh, which is yeah, a huge yeah. thing. Um, different brands of rice vinegar, though, I've started to experiment with. The salt is the last thing on my mind because th- that stage is just to get the moisture out of the fish and then you get all the salt oh, out of it. D- Different brands of salt have different sizes of crystals, different salinity. This is why you can use a shitload of uh, diamond mm-hmm. versus others. Because it won't impart its saltiness onto the thing. But, it, but yeah. it'll do its drying job. Right, yeah. right, That's right. why everyone like who cooks is like, oh, yeah, fucking diamond crystal. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Because you can just like throw a handful on anything. And you're like, it doesn't taste salty. And it's like, there's a shitload of salt in there. Well, this is a thing I need to pay more attention to, but yeah, there's it's all about that. It's really only the only things you're dealing with. This is why mold and sea salt is a wonderful thing. Cause uh, rice vinegar, soy sauce, and salt. That's all you have to work with. Yeah, you have to be a nerd about salt. You have to be a nerd about all of those things, mm. which is difficult, you know. But it's fun. That's the best part. Well, I I love being autistic about minor details. It's what you're best at quite frankly yeah that's true yeah okay let's move on to the post show yes yeah i gotta work i gotta i got a uh, business paper that i gotta look at okay 